from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author a couple times over and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Merry Christmas, America. We're glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Madison is with us to start off this hour in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Madison. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Hi, John. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so I'm in a predicament um, that I've actually made myself. Um I got married, uh, second marriage for both of us, um, uh, not quite six years ago. Um, and at that time, um, I had been through a pretty bad divorce and had a pretty, uh, uh, traumatic first marriage. So definitely was healing from that and met this wonderful man. So nice to me and kind to me. And, um, I just felt head over heels in love with him. Um, I knew he was broke. I knew he didn't have any money. And that, that just didn't matter to me. He was just so nice to me. And I loved being treated nice. So, um, we got married. Um, I did have him sign a prenup because I was, uh, expecting to inherit a large amount of money from my parents' estate at some point. I hadn't at that time, but, um, I knew that that would be in the future. And, uh, so he did sign a prenuptial agreement and didn't have any problems with that. Um, however, I started our relationship with just paying all the time. I, I paid for everything. We'd go out for dinner. I would pay. Um, I already had a, a place where I lived that I paid for and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I understand how I've kind of set a pattern. Um, and at the time it didn't bother me. And, you know, I might want, I also want to add this man's a Christian man. He knows the word of God. Um, you know, we really, I really have put this in God's hands and asked for his help. Um, but, um, I just, I just can't figure out where, that why there's just, there's no spirit of generosity with, with him. He just, I've brought up several times, you know, can you please pitch in, just kick in. I don't expect half and half. I have plenty of money. I don't, I don't need his money. It's just on principle. Just, I just need to know that I'm not just the only one that's supporting us. I feel like I'm, I'm the breadwinner. So he, he doesn't the, earn an income. He, he did. We are both retired now. Um, he does not have any retirement. He How took, old are you um, guys? I'm 60. He's 64. Okay. Um, he took, uh, he took social security early. He was working at that time. And then, um, when you stay, when you start taking social security, you, you're, you can only work so many hours. You can only make so much money. Um, so that knocked his out, you know, availability down to where he really couldn't work very much. But mm-hmm. since then we've both retired and relocated. And, um, so what do you feel like the core question is? Um, I, I think I'm just trying to figure out if, um, if I'm being taken advantage of, is this just something where I'm, I'm being, you know, I've brought something up several times and I just, nothing changes, nothing it just stays the same. And I don't know if I, well, I guess what my next step should be. As oh, far hold on. As this, is, this, is, this isn't a money issue. This is a respect issue. 
you don't respect the man that you're married mm-hmm. to. Because like mm-hmm. I, I I bring home I I I bring home a quote unquote income to the house, but my wife, my God Almighty, if, if she disappeared, the house would go away. So I don't look right. at her and say, "Wow, you're not contributing to this thing," and I'm paying for dinner yeah. all the time because my money is our money, right? right? And and right. the home that she keeps and runs and her small business, like that's ours too. But there's a mutual right. respect there. So right. this doesn't have to do with money. And you mentioned earlier. You don't want a thing. You don't want your marriage to be where you're paying for everything. It is. That is the world right. you set up. So, yeah. The only thing you can do from this point forward is to create something new. But this is a respect right. issue. This isn't a. I just need him to pitch in issue. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you been very yeah. clear about what you need, or has it been a? Ah, you know, like man, I sure am paying for a lot. And he might be thinking, yeah. "Well, it's our money." Have yeah. you been very clear with him? I'm, I'm not. No, I'm, oh, okay. I'm very afraid of confrontation. I get very nervous about uh, talking about something like this. About and then money. you end up in resentment um, land because you spend a ton of time right. having imaginary conversations in your head, don't you? Yes, oh, yes. I do. All That's cruel and yes. unfair to him. And doubt. Yes. yes. So if you're going to be it's mad hard at him, on your brain too. Yeah, if if if, yeah. if you're going to be mad at him, he at least deserves to know what he could do. Give him a path back to relationship because right now he married yeah. somebody with a lot of money and he might think he's fulfilling his duties as your husband by being the fun-loving guy that just whatever whatever yeah. partridge in a pear tree. He needs yeah, to know yeah. you don't respect him. Yeah. I do. I do love him and I don't want uh I don't want anything to end. I well, don't want what does he need to do to be a person that you would respect? Because he doesn't need to work. Mm-hmm. You guys are retired. No, it's no, not a retired, work. It's not so, a work ethic thing. No. What is it that he's no, supposed to do that makes him valid in your mind? I think just pitching in, say, I don't know, a thousand dollars a month, something. Something so Pitch in I'm from not what? Where's he got money? From, he has Social Security money, and he gets other money. So from, you guys don't um, have your yeah. finances combined at all. Um, we do have a joint checking account, but he's never put any money in it. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, but does he it, have an avenue to do with, that? He could, yeah he he could he could put money in there, yeah, because he's on the he's on the account. But if he's looking at your vast amount of money in that account, and he looks at his piddly his piddly um government check yeah see what i'm saying like he needs to know and i again i i think he's going to put a thousand dollars in that account and that's not what the issue is going to be yeah if he started depositing a thousand dollars a month in that account you'd be right back here in six months i don't know if i would be i don't it's really it's to me it's like you just said it's not about money it's more about um, respect, and I think because this has gone on for so long, and you know, I've allowed it to go on so long, and this pattern's been set now. Um, I want to rewrite the rules, I guess. Well, since y'all are married, y'all get to rewrite them together, right? And so, yeah. I think it's a matter of sitting down and having a conversation and say, Hey, we've been married for a few years. Um, I need you to do this right. to have yeah. me have positive, respectful feelings towards you, and what can I do for you? Yeah. So that you can have positive, respectful right. feelings towards me. Yeah. 
Let's yes. put all of it on the table. Mm-hmm. Let's give each other a chance for success. Yeah. 100% of what you don't say, he can't hear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been married 43 years. I'm still working on that. Dave, I am too, man. I am too. <laughs> the things that our insurance had that I have never heard are amazing. But you're in trouble for them. I'm always in You better trouble. fix them. What's wrong? Nothing. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Thanks for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, if you like what you hear around here, we could use your help. Please help us. Subscribe. Click the subscribe button. Click the share button or share a link or tell somebody where you're listening or watching or wherever it is you're YouTubing or TBNing or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, you know, Spotify, right? Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Maybe you're listening on a radio station out there. Thank you. Just share. And leave us a five-star review, please. We'd appreciate it very much. Merry Christmas to you. Shay is with us. Shay is in Daytona. Hi, Shay. Merry Christmas. Hi, Merry Christmas. Good. How can we help? Hi. Um. So just to cut right to the chase, I just took out my first student loan ever. Um, super nerve-wracking. It's for my master's in social work, and it's about 45000 That's without the interest. So I'm just trying to figure out what's a great path to start on that, like how to tackle it super fast because I don't want to be with this debt for like 10 years. You just took out your first loan for a semester or you just finished a degree program and you have $45,000 in the hole? No, so it's I've, it's six, it's like 6000 a semester, um, but they just gave it all to me at once. So it's forty grand, forty five grand is what they gave me at once. Who's they? I've never heard of that ever. It's financial aid, FAFSA. FAFSA. So they just cut you a check and deposit it for $45,000? Well, not into my bank. It goes directly to my school. And then they start paying it that way. So it's already given to my school, and my school just takes it out. Okay, so you're starting your master's. And you just finance the mm-hmm. whole thing. Well, I, I, here, Dave, I bet what's happened is I bet they have you've been approved for the entire program. I bet they don't have a check for forty. I bet your university doesn't have a check for forty five thousand dollars because they wouldn't prepay like that. Because you, you could quit, you can drop out, it could be a whole thing. But my guess is okay. you were approved for the program, and the school gave you a letter that said you've qualified for forty five thousand dollars in federal aid, and every semester you're gonna have to re up and re up and re up and re up. Okay. That's my guess as to what happened. Yeah. I've yeah, I've never yeah, heard the government. So you're you're just starting pre-paying. your masters. 
Yes. And you're spending $45,000 to get a master's in social work to make what kind of money? <laughs> Not enough. It's about ninety grand, which would be salary, or, yeah, the salary for it. There's no way you'll make ninety grand. That's the that is the um, salary in Florida for it. Where? Right now, I work at a hospital. And this a starting social worker with a LMSW makes ninety thousand dollars. Not starting out, no, but I've been doing social work and case management and all that stuff for years. So with the experience and once I get it, they're going, I'm already making 50 okay. right now. So they're bumping it up. Wow. I've, I, that's, that's extraordinary. I'm good for them because that's, that's a, that's a field that needs more people that drastically is, is usually underpaid. I would, I, as a, as a guy who's, I've taught graduate school and mental health programs. I've lived this world. What I would plead to you is to, you make $50,000 a year. I would cut back for mm -hmm. the next three years and cash flow this program. Please, okay. please, please don't chain yourself to the federal government and then try to go into a serving profession. It's a mm -hmm. recipe for burnout and you're gonna. it's just going to melt you from the inside out. Please don't do this. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my big fears. It's just like, oh, I just definitely don't want it lingering for so long, too. And when it comes to money, I just, just don't have take really it. bad anxiety over the, the it. Way, the way it doesn't linger is you don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take the check. Yeah. Pay cash for your degree is what John's saying. $6,000 a semester. Go pay it okay. outright for the three semesters plus your 3,000 hours, whatever your you have to do. Your hospital not got any financial uh, matching for education? Mm, not No, because I'm not a nurse. They only have it for nurses. Okay. And what enticed me to it was because they said at first that they would. And then when I got here, they said, oh, sorry, no, it's just for nurses. Yeah, I'd find another place to work, too, while you're at it. <laughs> I'm serious, 100% serious. If they're going to lure you in and then they're going to bait and switch you, I'd, I, that's just a, that's a company without integrity. I wouldn't work for them. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And I know this is a radical shift, but I would go to the school and say, hey, I need my semester by semester cost and they're probably going to tell you well it depends if you take six or nine hours whatever and say what is what is a full-time and was a part-time student going to cost and then you make fifty thousand dollars a year until you find another job where you'll make 60 i want you to cash flow this so program. what we're trying to tell you is that uneasy feeling inside of you when you called is real it's right and it's telling you don't do this and we're telling you it's right don't do it the best way to get this degree is pay cash for it and um you know, look for someone, maybe another, maybe another employer that pays 90 when you're out, but also, uh, will help with the education like this one promised, but it was reneged on. Uh, and so let, let's do a couple things here that are pretty radical, but if you kind of just, you, you sound pretty chill. And if you kind of just allow all this to happen to you, it's going to step on your face. Don't allow this to happen. You need to stand up, square your shoulders and head straight into this with your teeth, you know, with, with a warrior yell girl. I mean, you need to get after it. John's in Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, John, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, I have a question about getting an SBA loan to purchase a business. What's your thoughts on that is? Never. Never? Never, under any circumstances. Okay. It's a disaster. Why would you buy a, why would you buy a business, a small business? Um, well, so I travel. 10 months out of the year and my wife stays at home with kids and it's a taxing life. Yeah. And we're trying to find 
a happy medium for everybody. Yeah. And we stumbled what we think is a good opportunity per se. And we just, uh, what is the, what is the industry that the business you're looking at is in, uh, making signs. Okay. And how much is the purchase? Uh, approximately 1.2 million dollars. Yes, sir. For a sign franchise. It's not a franchise. It's a person that started the business and he's looking to retire. Okay. All right. Um, let me give you a different way to skin this cat. Maybe. Okay. okay. But, um, let me, uh, 80% of small businesses fail in the first five years. Okay. The number one cause of small business failure when we survey them, and we work with 10,000 small businesses in Entree Leadership right now, is what's called cash flow problems. Cash flow okay. problems is a, uh, a phrase that means a lot of things, but it primarily means two things. I can't pay my debt payments, mm-hmm. and I didn't pay my taxes on time, and I get screwed by the federal government. And um, so you're going to have a million two floating around around your neck trying to drag you down while you're trying to run a business this guy's already been running for a few years and uh that's like trying to swim with an anchor tied around your ankle uh it's a bad plan so let's go at this a different way what is the net profit on his business um he pays himself a salary but no what's the net profit on the business on average over the last uh four years is around 250 okay a million two is a little rich yeah, okay. we, we know that part of it. We're just, we're in the beginning process and okay. we're trying to figure so out here's what how I have, do. here's how I've taught some people who hand the business to the next generation and want to be bought out or they have to the employee or an employee or a buyer like you that want to be bought out. I don't mm-hmm. want you to get payments on a million two and Fauci decide we're having another quarantine. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. That'll put you into bankruptcy court, sir. Enough. It did a yeah. bunch of people. And because nobody making signs, they were making plexiglass, but they weren't making signs. Mm-hmm. So you were screwed if that was if you'd done this two years ago. So learn a lesson from that. Now, what okay. you can do is agree to pay him eighty or ninety percent of the profits after you take a basic small salary out mm-hmm. until he gets his million. And about a million's about what it's worth. But if you okay. made two hundred fifty thousand a year on it and you gave him ninety percent of it. You'd have him paid out in four and a half years. Versus getting a loan, per se. Exactly. And he'd get his money right. really, really fast that way, but you're living on a, a, a wage to get till you get him off your back. But if profits go down, you're only committed to give him a percentage of profits. So you're not, you're not bankrupt then. SBA will come take your house, dude. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas. You can get meaningful gifts for Christmas during our $12 sale right now. Our best-selling books, The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, John's number one bestseller, the first one he did, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, all just $12. The questions for human cards, conversations, the Christmas edition is back. Uh, they sold out really quick last year. We've got the New Year's Eve edition to, for your friends and family. It's a lot of fun. Meaningful gift for everyone there. Check it out, RamseySolutions.com slash store. Maggie's in Atlanta. Hi, Maggie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. 
Hey, Dave. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Hey, so I'm just calling today. I've been listening for about two to three months now. Um, I'm 20 years old. I've been doing an every dollar budget uh, for about a month now, and I am needing to get my own place um, in, I mean, ASAP. And I don't even know the first place to start preparing for it. Um, my income is fairly low and my monthly bills are pretty high. So I just wanted to call in and, and what is your income? advice. My income is, um, 2,300 monthly. What do you do? Um, I process medical records right now. Okay. And you're 20 years old. Yes, sir. 20. And I only have a high school, a high school diploma. Okay. Are you looking for new work? Cause your income sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Um, I, I, I've been looking around to see what I can do. Um, but with no, no degree and no degree is not a hold back at all. Yeah. I, I live in rural oh, Tennessee. Okay. I saw a sign the other day that said McDonald's said $20 an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I am, I do have a side hustle that I am starting um, after the holidays are over. I'm starting a side hustle, and that'll be like fifteen dollars an hour. But that's mm-hmm. only the weekend that I can do a side hustle because my job now is a nine to five. So what? What happens after five? After five. After five is when you work. I have from five a.m. Well, to nine a.m. Yeah. When you're broke, that's when yeah. you work. Yeah, um, I do have a, well, I kind of have a one-year-old. My boyfriend um, has a you one-year-old. You can't kind of have a one-year-old. That's impossible. <laughs> that, that's, impi- that's, that's physically impossible. You do, it's not well, your baby, I, you're saying. Yes. Your boyfriend yes, and, has but, a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's I've not, I'm sorry, baby, you're mm-hmm. broke. You're not, you're not babysitting your mm-hmm. boyfriend's kid when you're broke, and you've got to get a place to live, and you don't have, you don't have the money, right? I don't think I have the money to know. No. Um, right now I'm living with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been out on my own since I was like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. I've been living in people's rooms and just renting rooms. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of want a place for just me and my boyfriend and his son. No, 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 no. You're not in a position to, to be taking care of people. No, no. No, if if he if he wants to get married and take care of you, we'll talk about it. What does he mm-hmm. make? He's not working right now. Oh, He's this is real good, <laughs> Maggie. Maggie, are you He's hearing yourself out loud? Firefighter, yes, sir. I've, yeah, yes, sir. If you were yes. if you if you were talking to your daughter and your daughter was you, you'd smack her. Well, I wish my mama would have. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I mean, you you, you listen to yourself. I'm yeah. going to move in with a guy who has a one-year-old and doesn't work. And I have to oh, take well, care of the kids. And I'm supposed together. to take care of these people. I, I think you need to go somewhere where there's grown-ups. Well, he's, he, why he's not working right now is he's, he's becoming a firefighter. So he, that doesn't start until the beginning of January, though. So right now he's just waiting to see. So right now he's not in school to be a firefighter. He's only waiting for no, which firehouse he's going to be doing. So why is he sitting yeah. on his butt during Christmas? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. He should yeah, be dr- a really. He should be question. driving for Uber from five to eight, five a.m. to eight a.m. You want to date my daughter? You work and then work all day and then delivering pizzas at night because that's what men do when they don't have a job and they have a one-year-old. Yeah, 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 and he hasn't he hasn't worked 
for about like eight months now. I can almost um, guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you he's not going to the fire academy. You know how I know? Firemen don't live mm-hmm. like that. That's not the character of a fireman. I know those men and those women. They have they have they work their fire shifts and then they have another job and they have another job on top of that. You know why? Because they are so invested in working and going out and serving their communities. I can almost guarantee you he won't go to the fire academy. No, he's already gone, hadn't he? Well, he's waiting to hear back. See, oh, he, he hasn't has started yet. No, Dave, he's, he hasn't even no. started the fire academy yet. He hasn't worked for eight no. months. That, that tells he, me, oh, I thought he just finished. He was waiting to get a job. Wait, hold on. He has a one-year-old. How has he not worked for eight months? Have you supported him? Yeah. Oh, well, my. Kind of, his mom His mom does a lot. And then Maggie, um, Maggie, his, honey. His, 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 Maggie, please. Talk, listen to two old farts, okay? Both of us have daughters. Mm-hmm. Run, run. As fast as you can. Run. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I don't think I can do that. Okay. No. I'm sorry. I can't help you, darling. You're running blind into the wall, and you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to blow the car up when you hit it. Oh, I'm sorry. Honey, you, you've been a survivor. You bounced from room to room. You left home at 17 years old. Your mama didn't tell you not to do this stuff. Two guys who love you and love our daughters are telling you if you were our daughter, we would get rid of Mr. Fireman. He, he would just disappear somewhere. We wouldn't be able to find him. You're being preyed upon, sweetheart. I'm telling you, this is not going to happen, all right? And so uh, you you need an uh, ugly, angry, older brother or father like one of us, and we would tell him to go away. And if he didn't, we'd help you go away because you got the stuff to go get it done in the marketplace, girl. You can go out there, get you three jobs, get you an apartment, start you a life, start taking a degree field. I'll send you a copy of Ken Coleman's book, From Paycheck to Purpose. You can start working on your career. You're sharp talking to you, but your judge of men is sucks. And when you have a man with a one-year-old who's responsible, he doesn't work for eight months, we call that a deadbeat, a burnout. And if you ever listen to me talk or listen to my show, I'm overly compassionate. And I've got zero compassion for a man who's got a toddler who's letting a 20-year-old girl living in his, her sister's house take care of them. Zero. None. Zero, zero, zero. You have a daughter. You have a child. Yeah. My goodness. I, 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 I Please, Maggie. He should be ashamed of himself, yeah. man. But, but you're, you're not going to do it, and you're going to learn the hard way, and you're going to call me up at 25, and you're going to go, yeah, you were right, and now I've got all this debt because I went and bought him a car, and um, and we rented an apartment, and he didn't pay the bill, and the landlord threw us out, and I've got a judgment lien from the landlord, and you're going to be that caller if you go follow through with this. Please do not go move in with this guy. If you don't dump him, that's your business. Uh, I think you're on the way to dumping him. You should be. But it, but for sure, for God's sake, quit giving him money and don't move in with him. So, And let's say this. So for those of you who have grown up the last five or six years, you like Maggie, you're on your own. You're bouncing from room to room to room and you spend a lot of time on social media, it appears that things just happen. It appears that bills just get paid. And what you're finding out is, oh, I only make $2,300, but I have an inside job in a medical community, um, and it feels like I'm connected to something bigger, and I'm not working at McDonald's, for God's sakes, or I'm not going to throw boxes at Walmart. I would never do that. And you're going to realize that things don't just happen. You have to make enough money. It's a math problem to make enough money to pay for your rent and for your water and for your food and for your electricity and for your car. All these things are very expensive, which means you got to go get one job. 
You got to get two jobs. You got to get three and then jobs. And you develop a plan that is a career where you don't have to work 80 hours a week. There you go. But it takes a few years to get into that. But most of us um, that are older than 30 have worked more than 40 hours, like more than 80 hours, the first five years of our working life. Or 10 of our life. Um, or more. Yeah. And so... Um, and and that's not a, a, a you're, 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 you have no life balance. No, I have a life that you wish you freaking had. I can tell you that. You just wish you had a tenth of my life. But I've worked my tail end off to get here. That was a good self-censor, Dave. I got that. You got it. it. Just right there. <laughs> right yeah. there. Right there. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. This show has um, become inordinately successful with 30 million of you so or so out there in a given month um, on YouTube's you know, podcast on uh, the various platforms, the 680 radio stations that carry us. Because we understand that personal finance is not math. The problem with my money is the guy I shave with. The mathematics of becoming wealthy are somewhere, you learn them somewhere around the sixth grade. This is not an intellect problem. This is a behavior problem. If I can get the moron in my mirror to behave he can be skinny and rich but he's got issues and he engages in stupid people tricks to the extent that i have dysfunction in my relationships i'm going to struggle to build wealth to the extent that i have dysfunction in my behaviors like a lack of work ethic, a lack of integrity, uh, other character issues, I'm going to struggle to build wealth. Um, to the And so there is a tie-in between your emotional well-being, your relational acumen, uh, that is more predictive of your ability to become wealthy than your income. In other words, it doesn't matter what you make if you're addicted to cocaine, you're going to lose everything. 100% of addicts, as an example of this discussion, end up broke eventually, 100% eventually, some in 10 months, some in 10 years, and they lose everything. That's a misbehavior that caused that. It's not a math problem that caused that it wasn't they didn't understand how mutual funds work it wasn't that they didn't earn an income a lot of cocaine addicts earn a great income um and, and they hide their addiction but if if you don't know how to interact with the opposite sex and you continually choose poorly in your mate you are going to make it almost impossible to create a sustainable financial life and I, isn't that weird? Yeah, and I'm just haunted by like that last call haunts me because 
when you say it, like you don't, you won't accept this from your for your own child. Everyone goes, no, I would never accept that. But you just become blind to it, and you just keep doing it, and you just keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and you wonder, you keep going back to the 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 money the money issue. Why are we broke? Why are we broke? Why are we broke? You gotta you gotta let this predator who is preying on you and your time. Uh, you gotta let him go. I ain't doing that. All right. Well, there's not there's not like a crypto secret we can tell you to help you make money. There's not like a budgeting hack we can give you. Um, you and him have to go work. It, it, it's just tough, man. If if you're not connected well, I mean, with your spouse, yeah, you're gonna it, have it trouble. Can be, it, it can be a relational thing. I mean, it, it's um you know one of the jokes that we had in the early days of the show was you know if you marry a woman that that likes spending, you better enjoy working. <laughs> right. You know. And so, uh, but it's also the opposite way. Absolutely. Obviously. Um, if you marry a man that likes spending, you better enjoy working. Uh, and, and so, cause you can't, but you can't earn it and you can't keep up. And the correlation among millionaires between spouses that work together and that both shoulder the load together, it's almost a hundred percent of them. Yeah. There are very few people build wealth, dragging a deadbeat along, uh, or dragging someone who's misbehaving in some area of their life alone, someone who won't work, someone who uh, can't tell the truth, someone that won't file their taxes, uh, someone that, uh, you know, lies all the time. Uh, you know, you, you just these dysfunctional people that are in all of our lives to the extent that they are, uh, that we're wrapped up with them pretty much ensures that we're going to create a a situation where you can't build a sustainable financial situation. Yeah. One of the reasons I've been able to build wealth is my wife is a freaking rock. Right. She's a rock. I mean, the number, the amount of drama in 43 years I've had at home when I got home at night with little kids at home was precisely zero. Yeah. The I only mean, drama in my house, I bring it. <laughs> occasionally there was drama before I got there. Right. But it's not like wait till your daddy gets home no fear the wrath of sharon instead you know i mean it's like i there is not a you know i I was not having to carry three or four things around while i was at work i was carrying work around and it's why we were able to make such progress yeah it's it's fun they they say that the one of the, the greatest um determinants for joy happiness in your life is marrying well it's the most important decision you make because marrying poorly um, it's disproportionate how bad your life is. And marrying well, it's disproportionate how wonderful it makes your life. But our friend Dr. Henry Cloud with the book Boundaries, w- whether it is your marriage partner or not, just the other people in your life. Your business partner, your, that, that'll, your that'll buddy. That will suck yeah. the marrow out of your bones right. because you won't put up a boundary. Right. Or for some reason don't know to put up a boundary. You weren't raised in such a way. Well, I was raised, you always take care of daddy. Well, uh, did you notice that your daddy is a problem? <laughs> right. Or, um, well, that's just so-and-so. Like, stop. That's just I, the way he is. I, I would love a, a great exercise for folks is to write down the, the top five to 10 to 15 people in your life. They can be coworkers. They can be family members. They can be friends. If you're lucky, you got 10 in this current world we live in. If, you got, if you're, you're exceptionally lucky, if you got 15, write them down and just draw a line across the paper and say vampire or contributor is this a person that when i get done being around them i'm just like ugh, or i get done being around them and i can't wait to go hang out again they are somebody that that brings me up and i i challenge you in 2024 to find opportunities to be around vampire people less yeah 
and be around those who pour into you, who are excited, who challenge you more. And that doesn't mean you get along all the time. Like some of the people who contribute most of my life, man, we are buttonheads all the time. And I love them. And I I believe this very similar things with some of the most vampiric people. I just made that word up. That just you get done, you're just like, golly, dude, I feel like I was just slogging through quicksand. Well, I mean, when you come out of a meeting or you come out of a social uh, gathering with someone and you feel like you need to take a shower, I don't want to repeat this. Right. I'm done. Right. And my wife's like, well, we need to be nice. No, I don't need to be nice. <laughs> we need to be I, nice to us I'm so that we can be I'm not going to be nice. I can be nice from a further distance. <laughs> I'll wave from over there, you know? But this this close physical proximity with slime is a problem, Yeah, you know? And it's... Uh, you know, and it's okay. I'm not. I'm, it's not that I'm a snob. No, I like you, but not, I'm not gonna hang out. With you. Yeah, I'm, I, it's it, it's. Uh, I can be nice to you. Yeah. I can help you. I love you. I'm not gonna. I can encourage you, but I'm not going. You're not gonna be part of my crew. That's right. Yeah, because you become who you hang around with. And if you find out that you're married to somebody who is more of a vampire than a contributor, it, this is the year. Let this be the year that you put that on the table and say, let's build something new. Let's let's build something new. Yeah, I'm taking your sharp teeth. Uh, yeah. Well, or like the first caller of, of this hour that I'm going to be clear for the first time because I find myself, I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. The things you do annoy me. And I, I, I kind of hem and haw and hint. I've never just been honest with you. I've just never told you. Let's put all that on the table this year. Turn the and lights on. Decide to uh, heal this thing moving forward. Because at some point, um, there are people on the margins that are struggling. That's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to most of us. Most of us at some point choose the relationships we have. Mm-hmm. And we choose the, the dance that we choose to do in those things. And at some, at some point, somebody's well, got to pull, pull the, pull the ripcord and say, this, this one's over. This one's over. We're going to build well, something and, new. And the reason for the sidebar right now is this. This is the time of year to look at this and say, okay, I want you to leave from this little, little rant that we've done for the last five minutes. I want you to leave with this idea. Who you hang around with and who you are going to create relationship with is 100x more important towards whether you're able to build wealth than whether you understand how a mutual fund works or what your income is. They're going to screw up your life if you let them. This is The Ramsey Show. 